Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Mom Life Podcast with Megan and Sarah. Today we're going to dive into talking about our birth stories, which will be really exciting and fun. We both have some pretty funny ones. I know that I do and I know that Megan does. And I'm sure other moms out there have had some funny things happen to them going through labor and also moms-to-be who haven't experienced this yet. Hopefully this will be a really fun way to talk about labor. So grab your wine, grab your tea, sit back, relax, and let's get chatting. Hey Megan. Hello. Cheers. Welcome back. It's been a while. Yes. Um, We've been under quarantine. So much fun. I feel like when we first started the podcast, it was, we were not under quarantine, of course. COVID-19 was not a thing. No, not a thing. And we were really jazzed about doing this whole podcast Mm -hmm. and getting together Mm -hmm. every week. And then... And then we had to stop because of COVID and then... Sarah had her baby. I did. Beautiful baby Sloan. She was born on her due date on May 7th. But we'll get into that because we're going to talk about birth stories and I'll give you all the details. Yes, birth stories. So, you can go first. All right, I will go first. Well, I do have the oldest one. Yep. So that's Bennett. He's five. So let me go back in my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Try to channel. And it's funny, on my way over here, I was thinking about it, like trying to put myself in that headspace of when I was Mm -hmm. in labor with Bennett. It was my first. I only had one other friend who had a baby before me. That's right. Mm -hmm. So um, I got pregnant. Well, I'm not even going to start with pregnancy. That would be like a long long story. Never mind. Let's start with just the labor. Yes. So I went into labor with Bennett on June 12th yes and it was and I was laboring all day at home and bouncing on my birth ball okay when you say laboring Mm. do you mean like you were feeling strong contractions no like scale of one to ten pain no oh okay since Bennett's my first baby um you know as we get down the line here uh, it definitely wasn't this painful (laughs) I know it's kind of funny like after you have one you're like oh that wasn't a contraction and then you get further along you're like oh now I know what a contraction is totally so it was definitely like they were strong contractions but they weren't like um Mm -hmm. like how they say like it's hard to to um talk through them it definitely wasn't like that um but I felt like it was my first baby so I felt the need to go to the hospital yes so um I labored all day at home bouncing on the birth ball playing in the pool um walking lots of walking I have a giant hill so I'm walking up that that hill up and down that hill and um so I go to the hospital they check me they say oh you're only three centimeters dilated oh that's like the worst news (laughs) Because I think at four, you can be admitted. Yes. So I was like one centimeter away. And Robert, of course, looks at me like, see, you can't see me, but I'm, but he's still giving me that look like, um, I told you so. Yeah. Why are we here? I didn't want to be here unless we had to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, um, yeah. 
So they tell me to walk around because they don't just send you home. I was 39 weeks and four days. Okay. So I'm pretty far along. Yeah, that's really close. And um, so they tell me to walk around. I walk around. Robert says, you are not allowed to sit down. You may stand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's like the labor police. He is. Oh my goodness. So he's like, You are not allowed to sit down. You must stand the entire time. You are having this baby today. Wow. <laughs> I know. I never knew it's that. Pretty intense. Um, and I said, Okay, all right. But if you know Robert's personality, that is not far fetched. No, it's no, not. It is not. <laughs> um so I said, Okay. So I stood the whole time. I was getting so tired because I'm so I gained so much weight during my pregnancy. And if you guys obviously a lot of you don't no, Megan and aren't friends with her in real life, which would be fun if well, we all were. Are. Oh, some of you are. Yeah, some <laughs> of our lovely supporters. But Megan is like five seven and tiny. I am not that You're tall. You're not that tall. No, I'm five seven. Okay, no, she's five. I'm five four. You're five four. Man, I thought she was taller. Okay, she's five four and skinny. Like, but not like bad skinny, but like fit skinny, where it's right. like. Yeah, so that's like yeah, I'm like I'm skinnier, so I gained um, forty five pounds with Bennett. Oh my god, that's a lot of weight. Wow. So I'm like, you know, I'm struggling, and the doctor comes in and says, "Good news, you're four centimeters." Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Yes. So I'm like, thank God. So I'm laboring, 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 and my friend who had the baby before me told me you must get the epidural right away Mm -hmm. because like, and I was scared. It was my first baby. So I was like, okay. So I said, I need the epidural right away. That's the first thing I <laughs> After said. After having been through this twice, saying that you're four and you need the epidural yeah, makes me it's laugh. it's hilarious. I know. But it was my first but you, baby. But and also you have so, no frame of reference exactly. for the pain of Like, I don't know how be. bad it's going to yeah. get. Like, it scared me to death. So tr- for honestly, for people who do it like all natural the first time around. Wow. Hands, you deserve a medal. Because... I just like it scared me to death just thinking about the future pain. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'm just gonna get that epidural. I got that epidural and it was totally fine. Everything was totally fine. And um they, you know, came in and they were like, We're gonna break your bag of water. So they so I remember this guy comes in. This is a good part of my story. Oh yes. This guy comes in and he's attractive. <sighs> of course. It's always the attractive <laughs> nurses when you look the worst. No, he's not a nurse. He's oh. a doctor. Oh, stay up still. <clears throat> so he comes in and he's like, hello, Megan. Um, I'm going to break your bag of water. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and so my husband's here and this guy's going to see my vagina. And so I'm just a little nervous here. <laughs> and so he goes and he takes that little thing that they put in kind of like yeah. a pole i would say it looks like, like a little hook on the yeah end, it's right? like a little hook yeah. kind of like a fishing pole yeah so he comes and he and i could not forget his face it is forever burned in my memory oh my gosh he broke my bag of water and he goes oh my god that was a lot of water <laughs> what did it like spray him in the face or something it was a lot it was like a huge oh, gush. Wow. like movie style status yeah it didn't like go in his face or anything he just wow. wasn't expecting i guess when you break it it's kind of like maybe sometimes like slower but mine oh, was like it was like a waterfall yeah like and a Niagara so Fall. anyways let's skip forward and go to the dramatics <laughs> Ooh, dun, dun, dun. yes um I'm in labor with Bennett. I my water is broken. 
um, and his heart rate starts to drop. Oh, so, so they start scary. getting nervous. They turn me on to one side. No, 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 turn to the other. No, 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 turn to the other. So I'm mm-hmm. flipping, flipping, flopping. And um, they're like, you're not progressing. So my worst fear comes true. I have to get a C-section. How far dilated were you when they decided? I was decided? an eight. Okay. It was pretty upsetting because yeah. I was an eight. Yeah, you were so close. I was so close. But they were like, you know, we're too concerned about his heart rate. We're going to mm-hmm. give you, um, <clears throat> we're going to give you a C-section. So I'm scared. And I've never had surgery before. Still to this day, have never had surgery. That wow. was my only surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm starting to get really nervous. Um, my mom's there, Sue's the, Sue, my mother-in-law's there and, uh, they pray over me, which greatly helped. But, uh, then I go and Robert has to be separated from me cause he has to get ready. Oh yeah. To I, go into surgery. Like Grey's Anatomy. Yes. I'm scrubbing in. <laughs> he, Robert had to get ready. He had his whole like little, what do you call it? Um, thing over your the hairnet he had yeah. like his little gown everything and I go in and I'm laying there on the table like and it's such a I mean for people who love c-sections great yeah you good know? for you we have good no judgments you. on no how judgment. you do your labor it's but whatever works for you for me it was so, so like it almost felt like I was not even a human like, it was like, we don't care about you, lady. We care about the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, which is great. That's fine. But it was just like, I wasn't there. But I was there. It was really weird. Do you think, like, you felt like that because you had the epidural and then they give you whatever drugs they have to give you to, like, numb you from... Well, no, like... no, no. You're, they, whatever they give you is an epidural and it's su- and it's just souped up. Oh, they just turn it up they higher. They just turn it up really oh, high. Okay. So, like, if you were going to get, like, a... Um, a planned C-section, it'd be a spinal tap. Oh, okay. So it'd be something that they could do for a little bit of time because mm-hmm. it won't take that long. So, but this, but since I had an epidural, they just have to swoop it up a little bit. And um, I don't think for me, my epidural fully like was like <gasps> yeah. kicked in all the way. That's scary. Just because um, I like, they were like, let us know if you feel anything. If you feel anything, we're going to have to put you under. Mm. And I'm like, okay, like that's scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they cut me open. I don't feel anything. But then comes the pressure. So mm-hmm. then it's like all the way down there because I'm at an eight. I'm at eight. So, so he's, he's in pretty your birth far. Canal. Yeah, he's pretty far down there. And it's honestly, I don't mean to freak anybody out. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Just kidding. We're just here to tell I you really, the truth. I really don't mean to freak anybody out, but it honestly was the worst pressure I've ever felt in my life and I will never want to feel that again really it was like they were it was like someone was jumping on my stomach like a trampoline weird I swear it was so much pressure really didn't soup that epidural up enough (laughs) is what you're trying to say well they always say you're gonna feel a little bit of pressure but this was like nothing I've ever experienced before this is not a little bit and I remember like straight up crying and being like oh my god like yelling (laughs) (laughs) like a movie like a Grey's Anatomy episode I'm like yelling oh my god there's so much pressure I was like it was dramatic, okay? I'm not going to lie to you. Right. It was dramatic. 
and um, and I don't know if it was because I was nervous. Some people say emergency C-section is way worse because you're nervous. Yeah, it's and, not something you thought was yeah. going to happen. I, I would yes. be totally nervous. And so, um, and I remember I had the best anesthesiologist ever. She was so sweet. She was like rubbing my head and being Aww. like, it's okay, Megan. The worst part is right here, but it's going to be better after this. That's and so I was nice. like... Thank you, God, for that sweet angel. <laughs> Honestly, the staff that you have working around you when you're in labor matters, it matters. so much. Like, it matters, yeah. Uh, if When I get to mine, you'll know why. Yeah, it matters because, um, like, for Bennett's, like, I just had the worst nurses. I'm sorry if, you know, but I just, I just did. They just didn't really care. It was, like, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. My other experiences are way better. But, um... So yeah, so then after all that dramatic, he finally comes out and the first, and I don't hear him crying, so it's kind of like scary. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why isn't he crying? Just like a Grey's Anatomy episode. Why isn't he crying? <laughs> and they're like, hold on, lady, just chill. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, then they're like, he looks just like his father. Oh. Okay. Ben is really cute. Yeah, he does. And he does look like his father. He does. So, and I remember Robert's just like sobbing. Oh, (laughs) I've never seen Robert cry. I would have loved to have seen him cry. Oh my God, you haven't? He cries a lot now. Now that we have the Fatherhood really changes you. Yeah, it really does. So he was like crying and he was like, it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. That was the end of my... You know, Bennett came out. It was totally fine. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I didn't have any complications after birth that need to be covered. It oh, was good. pretty It was pretty good. Just the birth was traumatic. Yeah. But everything else yeah. was pretty good. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. That was Bennett, um, yeah, five years ago. Wow. Five years ago. Literally five. last month. So. <sighs> it goes by so fast. Yes. And you know, parents always say that, like, my mom and dad would be like, oh my gosh, you guys grew up so quickly. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, now as yeah, a parent, really. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, my son, Clayton will be three. And I don't even know how that happened. Like, yeah. I feel like I blinked. And that sounds so cliche, but I literally feel like I blinked and he's three years old. And it's so uh, weird. It happens so fast. He's three in a month. So, Clayton's oh, story. Clayton. So, when we had Clayton, we got pregnant when we were in Colorado. My husband and I used to live in Colorado. We're originally from California. We moved out there for his job, um, and we got pregnant in Colorado. So what was hard about that is normally, like, all your family's there, and they come to the hospital. Well, it was kind of hard to, like, tell people, hey, mom, uh, I'm. you can come and get on a plane. I'm going to have Clayton on this date at this time. Like, that's not a possibility. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. My mom and dad and Spencer's mom and dad, they all flew out, like, the week of my due date. Because I was like, I think I'm going to have him, like, the week of my due date. Because who knows? Like, like I am a genius. Who knows? I'm not. <laughs> um and I remember going to the doctor, getting checked at 39 weeks, and she's like, oh my gosh, you're one centimeter. And I was so excited. And she goes, do you want me to strip your membranes? Oh, and God. I was like, I'm sorry, what is that? And this is going to get a little graphic, so if you don't want to hear about it, you might just want to skip ahead like a few seconds. <laughs> so stripping your membranes is basically like when they go to check to see how dilated you are, they like move their fingers around in there for a while and kind of feels like they're scratching your insides and it's supposed to help move. I feel like that's the most delicate way to say it. It's supposed to help like move your labor along and get you more dilated and relaxed down in that area. 
Okay, so she does that. And I was like, wow, that didn't even hurt. It wasn't my normal doctor yeah, who did obvi- it. Yeah, obviously it she was, had delicate hands. She had delicate hands. It's a very nice way to say she had very skinny fingers. So then I go home and, you know, our family's there. They're like, how was your appointment? I was like, it was good. I'm one centimeter. It's so exciting. And so like, okay, we're going to go walking. So like we went walking and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having contractions. I was like smiling, walking. I was like, this is so great. And we were timing them and, you know, we're timing them. I think it's supposed to be like three minutes apart every three minutes. Then you call your doctor and then your doctor tells you whether or not you go to the hospital. And so I'm like, maybe we should call the doctor. We call the doctor. She says, yeah, go ahead, go into the hospital, let them know that you're coming. I'll call and let them know that you're coming. You'll go up to labor and delivery. They'll check you, put you on a fetal monitor, monitor the heartbeat, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, great. So we have our hospital bags packed. We like say goodbye to our parents. Oh my gosh, we're going to be parents. It's so exciting. And we all hug and we leave. We go to the hospital and Spencer and I are so excited. We get there. They check me. They're like, um, you're only two centimeters dilated. I was like, what? I'm having contractions. They're like, yeah, you are. We can see it on the monitor and everything, but you're only two centimeters. Why don't you walk around? Because they yes, won't just they, send you yeah, home. Yeah. Walk around and see if you progress. So like we walk around in the little hospital gown around and around and around and we come back an hour later. They check me. I'm still the same. So they send me home. So uh, it was kind of disappointing. Disappointing. Now I feel bad because Spencer's dad's like, well, uh, should I stay? Do I go back to work? So my parents are both retired um, and Spencer's dad still works. So he was like, I, I'm going to fly back and then you guys call me. And we're like, okay, great. Poor Spencer's dad flew back like two times, I think. Oh, no. Or one more time before Clayton was born. And I felt so terrible. I was like, still to this day, I apologize to him because I feel so bad. <laughs> Sorry about that one time. (laughs) Yeah, so my parents and Spencer's mom stay, and they stay at the house for another week, which was totally fine. We had such a fun time. We went and did fun things. Like, even my dad went with us to the nail salon to go get pedicures to see if, like, a foot massage would put me into labor. It was so fun. It was really cute. And then I go back to the doctor, and I see my regular doctor, because she was back from vacation, and she checks me, and I'm still two centimeters. Uh, I know. You can be there forever. After a week. It was so frustrating. She goes... I'm going to strip your memories. I said, okay, it didn't hurt last time. So she does it. And oh my God, it was a different experience. It hurts so bad. And she goes, okay, what I want you to do is go home and I want you and your husband to do it because that helps put you into labor. And I was like, okay. Uh, yes. Which, ugh, if you've ever been pregnant and you're nine months pregnant and you think about that happening, and I love my husband, but like, it's so not <laughs> what you want to do being all big and pregnant and sweaty. It's just, no, it was not something that I was excited it's about. It's also just super uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable. I love you, but it's uncomfortable. So that happens. We do that. And that night we're sitting there. Oh, then I go back to the hospital again. So like I started feeling contractions again. They were kind of painful. So we call. They send us in. We go in. We get checked. And they said, you know, um, your contractions are strong enough. You're close. We're going to call your doctor. And Clayton's heart rate was kind of doing weird things on the monitor too. Mm. Like they put Mm -hmm. this big band around your belly where they can try and like get a read on the baby and they were having a hard time. So they wanted to admit me out of precaution. So they did and they called my doctor and my doctor said, well, let's induce her. She's already at 40 weeks. Mm. Um, Let's induce and we'll get this going. So like our heads are wrapped around. Oh my gosh, we're going to be parents today. Like Mm -hmm. you've already decided, like when you hear the word induction, like, you know, you're going to be a parent. 
So they admit us. We get put on pato. We, I do. <laughs> I get put on Pitocin. They start everything. I don't think I even got to the point of needing an epidural. I was not progressing. And they went all the way up, I think, to like a level 10 or 12 of Pitocin, which I guess is a lot. And I still hadn't really changed. And after being there for like eight hours, they sent us home after being induced. Ugh. And it was the most heartbreaking experience because I was already thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to meet Clayton. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. You're going to be a father. I'm going to be a mother. Our parents are and at home. And you're just going to be done being pregnant. Yes. And I can have a, a glass victory. of wine. <laughs> and our parents were at my house and we would come home with this baby and this news and we had to come home and be like, we're not parents yet. Sorry. You have to stick around longer and wait. <laughs> so then I think it was maybe two or three days later. I was supposed to be due on July 29th and I had him on August 4th. So then it was a few days later. Mm. We're sitting at our kitchen table. We made a, We had a barbecue and we're sitting there and people probably aren't going to be happy to say that I had a glass of wine because I was very stressed out. Oh my gosh, I, I didn't care. That. I will admit it. I had not even a whole glass of wine, like a half a glass of wine. And I had like two sips and I started feeling this really strong cramping. And I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good. And I excused myself from the table and I went into my <laughs> living room and I laid on the couch in the fetal position. And I was like, oh my God, this is labor. Like, yeah. this is what it feels like. So then I started getting, and I could hear my mom go, um, Spencer, I think you should go check on Sarah. And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes and he walks over there and he walks over to me. And he goes, hey, are you okay? And I was like, I'm in labor. And he goes, what? I was like, yeah. And I would have a contraction. I would squeeze him. I don't do well with pain. And I, it probably was really not that bad. But I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I went into the ba- <laughs> to the bathroom. And Spencer, like, stands standing outside the bathroom door. I was like, get in here. And I'm sitting on the bathroom. And I'm using the restroom. I will be 100% honest with all of you. And whether or not you want to hear it, I'm really sorry, but I was going number two on the bathroom. <laughs> this can happen while you're in labor because you're pushing. So your your body is pushing. Well, and, and it prepares you. And for it labor. prepares you for labor. Mm-hmm. Going number two prepares you for labor. So if yeah, you're having the poops while you're in labor, it's totally normal. I'm here to tell you. So my husband's the best. He's in the bathroom with me standing in front of me. And he's like kneeling on the ground and I have my hands on top of his shoulders and I'm squeezing at his shoulders as I'm having contractions and I'm screaming and then like a toot will release. Oh my God. And then it's the truth. This is the truth of my story. And, and he, he's still with you. So it must still, be we're true still love. And he still loves me. And we had another baby <laughs> since then. Okay. So then he like, he's like, you've got this babe. I believe in you. You can do this. And he's the best. He's like the best birth coach. He's like, Think about Italy. We had gone to Italy like the year before. He's like, we're in Positano. We're sitting on the Amalfi Coast. And I was like, I'm there. I'm in the Amalfi Coast. And I'm like pushing through contractions. And then he's like reaching behind me. And we had this little basket on top of the toilet. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, it's a little stinky. And he pulls, <laughs> he pulls like the poopery and starts spraying it or like the air freshener. And I was yeah. like, stop spraying that. Because I was like oh, deeply inhaling it as... I was having contractions. It was so funny. And our parents are like, they can hear us. And I'm like screaming and like, oh my God. And so like we open the door and they're like all standing there. And Spencer's mom's like, has my hospital bag. She goes, you're going to the hospital. (laughs) And my dad's like, I'm going to drive. And I said, okay. And so I'm screaming. We get in the car. My dad's in the driver's seat. I'm in the front passenger seat and Spencer's in the 
passenger seat behind me and I have like my legs up. <laughs> this is so oh ridiculous. Good. I have my legs up on the dashboard screaming, Mother F, this is the worst uh. F in this F. And I started like saying all these bad words and I'm my dad's youngest child and I'm his only daughter and he's mm-hmm. never seen me like this before mm. and I'm screaming profanities and Spencer's like squeezing my shoulders and trying to help me and my dad just looks like so terrified to this day he's, he's like, like I like, need to get there to this day he's like I will never do this again I will never drive her to, to the hospital in labor and the hospital was only five minutes away from our house like thank god for myself and for my dad's sanity and we pull up they have a wheelchair there because they my I think my mom or someone or just Jennifer called, that's Spencer's mom, called before we got there, let them know we were coming or whatever. And so, like, I get in the wheelchair and I'm screaming and they're, like, telling Spencer, sir, sir, you need to sign in and get a visitor's pass. And I'm, like, meanwhile in labor screaming in the wheelchair. I'm like, he's not getting a visitor's pass. (laughs) I was, like, so bad. So we get up there and they check me and I'm only... Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> I'm only like four and a half centimeters dilated. But to me, it was like the worst pain. And I'm like... Yeah, because it's new. And yeah, yeah, they make totally. you fill out this paperwork. So this is my one note. You can pre-register for the hospital so you don't have to fill out the paperwork. I don't know if anyone knows this, but you can. Oh, hmm. So that's a really good tip. So then, then when you get there, you don't have to fill out paperwork and wait while you're in pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so we get admitted. Um, I immediately ask for the epidural. I was like, get me the epidural. Anytime a nurse would come in and I'd be in, I'd be like saying bad words, going through contractions. And then I would be like done with a contraction. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like totally nice. And I would apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I never say bad words. I'm so sorry. And I was like very gassy and I would like toot and, and everything. And I'd say, I'm so sorry. I'm normally not gassy. And all of them oh are like, gosh. oh my gosh, it's totally fine. This is so normal. So my nurses were awesome. Like we loved them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need the epidural. How come when you need something like that, it's always like when you're when you needed your bag of water broken, your doctor was like very attractive. Yes, I'm yes, so sorry, yes. Spencer. But our anesthesiologist was so attractive and I looked horrible. I had the <laughs> biggest pimple, like hormonal pimple on my jawline. It was so gross. And I had no makeup on. I have my like geeky glasses on. I have naturally like wavy curly hair that does not look good dried. Like my hair looks like George Washington when you wake up. Like it's like so ugly. It's not cute. And that's how my hair was. It was like so embarrassing. Like some women go into the hospital with like their hair and their makeup done oh, yeah. and they look so good. Yeah. Not me. I went and looked like a hot mess. Not and a he's like such style. a no, definitely not. <laughs> and he's like this attractive anesthesiologist, and he was so nice and like let Spencer be in front of me during the epidural because yes. I know some hospitals they make the husband like yeah, exit Kaiser the room. Won't do that. Yeah, and he let him be there, which was great. And to be honest, getting the epidural, did you think it hurt? I oh, didn't think I it didn't hurt think at it all. Hurt at all because, it felt like a pinch. Yeah, it felt. It just felt like a yeah. little shot. In, in your back. Totally. Like a little shot. Yeah. Because they numb you. Yes. That's the only thing you feel. Yeah. And they're like, it's like a bee sting. Totally true. It's just like yeah, a bee sting. Yeah, it is. It's just a little pinch. So then the epidural and it's like magic. I feel so much better. Yeah. You can sleep. I, I did. I fell asleep because yeah, we yeah. went to the hospital around 830. I went to sleep like around like 11. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because the monitors were behind me and Spencer would be like, whoa. I'd say, what's going on? He goes, you're having a huge contraction. Do you not feel that? I'm like, I don't feel anything. This <laughs> you're is like, so this, great. I, I yeah. could have so a cocktail ca- right now. Yeah, I, I wish. <laughs> 
so then they would come in and check me or whatever, and they'd be like, oh, okay, you're progressing, you're progressing. Um, and then they came in and checked me again, and they accidentally broke my water oh. when they checked me, which was there not a bad thing. So then all of a sudden, no one's really telling me anything, and like a bunch of nurses come in. And they're not telling me anything, and they give me an oxygen mask. Mm. And they're like, honey. That's always scary. Uh-huh. I hate when they don't say anything. But I'm kind of glad they did because I would have got really nervous and it would have yeah. made the situation yeah. harder. Yeah. And they're like, we need you to like roll onto your side. And they're like, okay, now roll to the other side. And they were having me start pushing. They're like, okay, we're going to have you start pushing. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, so exciting. And they're like talking to Spencer and telling him what's going on, and they're not telling me. Well, they couldn't get. Clayton's heart rate to come back up. His heart rate would drop, drop, drop. And that's why they would have me move from side to side. And if I hadn't been able to push him out, they were going to have to give me an emergency Mm -hmm, mm C-section. So like, okay, push, push, push. Well, you have an epidural. You can't feel what you're doing down there. They're like, pretend like you're pooping. I'm like, I know how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was doing that at home in labor. (laughs) So I was doing that. And they said, okay, Sarah, like, we're going to give you two more pushes. And if you don't get him out, like, we're going to have to do something. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so finally, I push, I push. And he comes out. And if Spencer was here to tell the story, he probably would tell it better. It turned out, like, the cord was wrapped around Clayton's neck a bunch. And it was cutting off his air. So it was making his heart rate drop really low. And he literally says, like, he's never seen a doctor's hands work so fast because when they pulled him out, she, like, went and, like, unraveled, hit the cord like that. Oh, wow. Like, it wasn't even a thing. And I had no idea until, like, after they put him on me and he was crying and he was so cute and they stitched me up and everything. And then Clayton pooped all over me, which is the best part of the story because... He's probably a little stressed out, I went into labor pooping and then my son gets put on my chest and he poops all over me. I think that's kind of funny. Um, but after that, it was fine. Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> this is funny. Oh, yeah, you did have some after... After After times. labor delivery drama. So, so I had an epidural and everything, gave birth to Clayton. He's on my chest. We're finally all calmed down. Um, we tell our parents. They come in and they meet Clayton, and it's so sweet and so magical and amazing. And it's been, like, a few hours, and they say, okay, Sarah, like, we're going to remove your catheter bag, and, um... We're going to undo the epidural and we want you to get up. And before we move you down to postpartum, you have to use the restroom. I'm like, okay, no big deal. So like, they're like, we're going to give Clayton over to Spencer and Spencer's going to hold Clayton. So Spencer's sitting there holding Clayton, looking at his son, like so sweet. And I look over at them like, oh my gosh, this is like a Hallmark moment. It was like so beautiful. And they're like, okay, we're going to help you get up. And the nurses like walk me over into the bathroom. They're like, okay, sit down. And you sit down. They're like, there's this string right here if you don't feel well or anything you just pull it and if you need help because you know whatever you just had a catheter it's kind of scary to pee right after you push a baby out of your vagina yeah it's very and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I start not feeling well at all and I was like I don't feel very good and I was like I don't feel good I don't feel good and I was and I like leaned over to like pull the lever and I pull the lever and as I'm pulling it I like almost fell off the toilet because I passed out cold and Spencer just see is sitting there in the chair like in love with his firstborn son (laughs) 
And all of a sudden he sees all these nurses run in and he's like, what's going on? What's going on? Has no idea what's happening. And I'm like passed out in the bathroom on the floor and the nurse's arms. And they had to get like whatever that stuff is that you smell to make you wake oh, up. To yeah. make me like wake up. Like smell yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I was so passed out. And they were like, okay, um, we're going to put you back in bed. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And, and let's like, just say uh, Sarah has a history. I of, do. I'm uh, anemic. Fainting. I pass she's, out. She's I, if I get low fainter. blood sugar. It's a normal thing. Yes. Not that much anymore. Yeah, but, but she used to be a major fainter. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of fainting yeah. stories. <laughs> so that was the birth story of Clean. And everything after that was totally fine. Like, we went down to postpartum. Family came in and visited. And she was able to pee. And I was able to pee. <laughs> and also, no one tells you how scary it is to poop after you have a baby, too. It hurts a little bit, just so everyone knows. I was scared even having a C-section to go poop It's just scary because your body down there changes. I just felt like, um, like the first time I stood up after having a C-section yeah. was like... Well, because you haven't used your legs. You've insanity. been... Insanity. Yeah. Well, you haven't felt the lower half of your body for however no, many hours. No, it's not even that. Like, when you have a C-section, oh, they yeah. cut you, right? Oh, that's true. So they cut your stomach muscles. Wow, you guys. You don't even know how much you use your stomach muscles to hold your insides until you are you don't have them. Wow, okay. It is very heavy. Hmm. I'm, I'm just letting you guys know. It felt like it was going to fly out. So, anyway. Okay. <laughs> So, on to number two, Lucas. Uh, Okay, here we go. I really got to think about Lucas's because really, I don't know. Don't tell anyone that. Well, everyone. Well, everyone knows now. This is a podcast (laughs) to the world. But like sometimes I only remember Bennett's and Jackson's. It's really sad. It's like middle child syndrome. Was Lucas easy? Is that it why? It just wasn't that eventful. Oh, it well, we can like... skip Lucas's birth <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, it wasn't that like it wasn't. fair when Lucas is okay. 20 years old I know. We our... skipped you. Mom. Yeah. Is this because I'm the you. middle child? No. no, it wasn't like it. It just like, okay, it was eventful for the reason that, um, so when I, so, okay, <laughs> let's just go back in time here. Just so, would like to note, Megan's not drinking. She's drinking tea. I am. Chamomile. Very delicious. Um, so when I was pregnant with Lucas, I will go into a little bit of pregnancy here. Okay. So when I was pregnant with Lucas, my doctor had asked me if I wanted to do a VBAC. For people who don't know what a VBAC is, it's, it stands for Vaginal Birth After Cesarean. Wow. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, I'm like a doctor. Really? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. No, I'm not. Um, I just watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Mm. So um, I just like, I didn't want to say a firm yes on it. And I mm-hmm. didn't want to say a firm no. I just went back and forth. Like maybe I should just schedule a C-section. My husband was all about me just repeating a C-section. Yeah. Because you know what to expect um, kind of thing. Well, there is a risk with VBAC and your risk is actually really extreme. Oh, your risk is uterine rupture. Oh my gosh. I know. So when your uterus ruptures, obviously that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> but when it ruptures, it could kill you and the baby. Wow. I'm wow. But the chance of that happening is a less than two percent chance. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not very it like, sounds so high. traumatic. Well, it yeah, is traumatic. It, d- it is traumatic to if know it happens. That it's only 2%. But they really heavily monitor you and I think the reason why I was kind of comfortable. You hot? 
We had to turn off the fan because it was making noise. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I felt comfortable with it because I have Kaiser and Kaiser has a lot, lot of doctors. Um, you know, they're really good with staffing and that's the reason why they do do VBACs for people that qualify for VBACs. And I was one of them because the only reason why I had a C-section the first time was um, fetal distress. Mm-hmm. So um, they were like, you should be able to deliver a baby. Oh, good. Through your vagina. Perfect. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm just going to, I am going to decide the day of. So that's what, what do I, you mean the day of? The day of labor, I would decide whether I was going to do. Oh, like, C- oh, okay. okay, okay. So this is my thing. Saying. This was my thing. I scheduled a C-section. I did. Oh. I scheduled a C-section for Tuesday. Okay. For a Tuesday. I think it was like February 8th. Okay. Or something. I don't know. I can't think that far in time. Um, so I scheduled a C-section for that following Tuesday. And I said to myself, if I don't have him by Tuesday. Then you'll do it. Then I will do the C-section. I will show up for my C-section date and I will just do a C-section. But if I don't, then I will try to deliver him vaginally. So sure enough, I was was in true labor. True. This was true because the first time around, I don't really think I was in labor at that time. I was probably in like, you know, um, pre-labor, but not active labor. Mm -hmm. And that's why my contractions weren't heavy. And I think I got the epidural too soon. And I think that just started like a downward spiral. Okay. So um, with Lucas, I was like... uh, I so I started feeling really bad contractions and it was on Super Bowl Sunday. <gasps> Every dun, man's dun, worst dun. nightmare. Yeah. And I was due on <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. So I was actually due on that date and oh, I gosh. started and I was in labor. So it was exactly 40 weeks. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, poor Robert. Oh my God. And my husband loves football. Oh yeah. Okay, guys. And the Patriots were playing. Okay. Sorry if you don't like the Patriots, but my husband loves the Patriots. So when Tom Brady was playing. That's true. Now that Tom Brady's (laughs) not there, I don't know if he's playing the Patriots anymore. But now they have Cam Newton. He's pretty excited about that. Anyways, um, not excited, but just never mind. Anyways, so. (laughs) This is not a football podcast. This is not a football podcast. (laughs) We only watch football with our husbands to drink wine. Yeah. So I, so they were playing um, Super Bowl Sunday and I was like starting to feel contractions and I'm like, oh no, it's going to (laughs) happen. And these were like intense. These Mm -hmm. were full on, like I was like, uh, you know, like making the noise. Okay, guys. And if you're making the noise, you're in labor. Okay. If you're not making a noise, you're not not in labor. (laughs) If you're moaning, it's real. If you're moaning, you're in labor. Yeah. If you're not. Don't even bother going to the hospital. It's if you're screaming time. profanities, you're, you're in, in labor. labor. We should actually make a podcast saying, if you're in labor, like, you know, like, here's your sign. If yeah. you're in labor. Yeah. That's good. Anyways. Okay. So, um, I was like full on moaning and everything like that. And I remember I was watching Amanda Knoxville documentary on Netflix. What? Do you know who Amanda Knoxville is? No. Oh. 
She's that girl who uh, was accused of murdering her roommate in Italy. She lived in oh, Italy. She was yeah, that American. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a lovely thing to watch. Yeah, that's what I was watching. And I remember baby like, into the world. I know. I remember <laughs> I was in labor and I was like, it, I was just trying to take my mind totally, off of it, totally, you know? I know. So I was like, oh, I was like making all these noises. And um, I just passed my over. Okay. So I was making all these mo- noises and um, Robert's like, I'm calling my mom. And I was like, no, no. And he's like, yes, I'm going to call her. I'm like, no, I'm not ready. And chan- and seriously, I the only reason why I was feeling not ready is because I was kind of scared to have a second baby. Yeah. Just because I was like, what is it going to be like? Am I going to love him as much as I love Bennett? Like all those second time mom-like um feelings totally i know exactly and you only know them if you're like if you've had a baby before and you have a second one it's like just like you it's just kind of like scary i just didn't i was like i'm not ready i'm not ready robert's like you're ready you're ready and i'm like and so he called his mom and his mom came to take bennett and i remember being like no i'm not ready like crying and i'm like saying goodbye to bennett and it was kind of like sad it's hard because then you realize like your whole life isn't about just one child yeah and you're nervous about that transition and if your child's gonna feel like they're not as important it's a whole it is it's a whole mind thing it's a second child thing so it's like so i um so we go to the hospital and um we get checked in and the doctor says um he checks me and he says okay uh, you're in active labor. You're four centimeters dilated. I don't remember how effaced I was. Um, but he says, you're dilated. Do you want to have a C-section or are you going to deliver this baby vaginally? And I said, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling. Oh <laughs> and my he gosh. Said, <laughs> and he said, well, if I were you, you're a, you are a young girl you are a healthy girl and you should just try it just try it and I said <laughs> okay sure uh, okay you're a man you know what you know what it's like right you've no do- you've given birth before sure I'll sure, just I'll trust give it you. my good old try yeah and oh I was like gosh. sure I'll trust you you know and I was like sure enough like I um like I was like okay fine let's just do it and I said but I don't want an epidural yet because uh, I don't think this was at the time. Was this at the time? No. No, that's for the third time. So, uh, you know. Anyways. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, so I'm in labor. I'm like trying to hold back on not getting um, an epidural. Mm-hmm. And just I couldn't take it anymore. I made it all the way to six centimeters. And I was just like, ah, oh, I need the epidural. Wow, that's guys. a good amount to make it to. Yeah. Because that's... Yeah, Painful. so I was just like, I need the epidural. And they're like, okay, so they go and get me the epidural. And I remember my dad showing up, too. My dad and uh, his wife, Shauna, show up. And they visit me, and they're like, and I'm, like, trying to get sleep mm. because I'm so tired. Totally. And, like, oh, this is funny. So while I'm in labor, the Super Bowl's on, guys. I forgot about that part. The Super Bowl is mm-hmm. on while I'm in labor. And my husband, what do you think happened? Do you think 
that my husband is sitting by my side, holding my hand, being like, Mm. you can do it, Megan. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and I hadn't had my epidural at this point, right? So do you think he's just like, yes, you're going to make it. You're doing great. No. No. Of course not. No. He is full on watching the Super Bowl on a 19 inch screen, which is painful for him because mm-hmm. he, you know, he works on, he does TVs and like flat screens and home theaters for a living. So that's just so painful for him. <laughs> and then the fact that he has to listen to the Super Bowl on like, the remote, um, the control. remote control, which is so He's weird. Like, the re- the volume comes out of the remote I control know. at the hospital. I, I don't know, get it's weird. that. I don't get why they do that. But I'm like, do you think like no? He's full on watching the Super Bowl, and he's like. He's like, yeah, ah, like making all these noises, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> in labor. <laughs> and that, that oh, was Robert. just funny. Anyways, so your dad and Sean, my dad and Sean visit, and I'm trying to get sleep, and so, and I thought I was gonna have the baby because I was sick. I was at a six, and I just thought, but like when I got that epidural, it kind of like slowed it slowed it down. down a little bit, and um. I remember this lady came in, the, one of the doctors came in and she goes, okay, you're only at a seven and you've been in labor for a while and we broke your bag of water and if you don't have the baby, you are going to have to have a C-section. I remember being like, are you kidding me? Like I was so mad. I was like, here it is. I made it all the way to this point. I'm not even going to have this baby vaginally. I am pissed. Like I was just like, I was so upset. And then I had the best nurse. She came up and she was like, don't worry about her. (laughs) Honestly, the nurses are always the best. Yeah, they're the best. She's like, don't worry about her. I don't like her very much. (laughs) She goes, we're going to get you a different doctor. (laughs) And I was like, Okay. And That's so, so nice. Um, I did spike a fever while I was in labor. Ooh. It wasn't very high. It was just like, I think it was like 100 something. 101, I think, or something. And so they were all concerned about that because mm-hmm. when you have a fever, that's like, you know, they're kind of concerned. So they cooled my fever down really fast. And um, <clears throat> then another doctor comes in and she's like, and 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 he checks me and he's like, okay, you're at an eight, you're doing fine, it's going to be great. And he was the guy who, like, admitted me. Yeah. So he came back, it must have been his second shift. I was in labor for, like, 23 hours. No, 20 hours, 20 hours. And so I was like, um, so Super Bowl has already ended, obviously. And so um, I remember, so my mom was in there with me, and Robert was getting kind of tired. It was in the middle of the night, it was like, two o'clock in the morning or something like that robert's like i'm gonna go to the car and take a nap since you and your mom are here Mm -hmm. your mom can like Mm -hmm. take the couch bed thing and i said okay so he goes to the car and he takes a nap and we're sleeping and i'm like um i have so they come in this is my first time giving birth vaginally okay (laughs) so they come in and they go okay if you feel like you have to poop you have to call us and if yeah. it, it has to, it has to like remain after the contraction. So like you can feel the contraction. And then if the, if the pushing feeling lasts past the contraction, they want you to call them because yeah. that means like it's time. So I'm like, okay. And 
I felt it and it didn't go away. And I was like, okay, same. I got to push. And so I call them and I'm like, mom, call Robert. And he's like, she's like, okay, okay. And so she calls Robert and Robert's like dead asleep. Right. And he's like, yeah, okay. Are you sure? And she's like, my mom's like, no, I'm sure she's going to push the baby. And he's like, okay. And so <laughs> okay, <laughs> Robert's sure. still an unbeliever. <laughs> We'll see. I missed the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll see. So he, um, so they come in, they have me do a practice push. They're like, oh yeah, you're ready. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. So then they bring the lights down, you know, and (laughs) they have 900 people in my room so I can give birth. I know. Um, Once one doctor seen it, uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, who Who else wants to come and view? Who wants to see the show? Um, So they so they're all in there and I remember Robert comes in and my legs are in the stirrups so I'm like wide open yeah. and then like all the lights are down and he's like oh shh oh that's right really- he didn't see that with Bennett no see Spencer was prepared for the so second is, time because yeah. he saw the this whole is the thing first time yeah that's so true. Robert's that's like funny. oh this is really happening <laughs> see if I was a guy. I think about it. If it was reverse and like men had the babies, yeah. I would not want to look down there and oh, see. Oh no, for sure. I not. personally didn't even want to. They asked me. I oh forgot. no, no, no. They asked yeah, me, they, "Do you yeah, want to no. see it?" I'm no. like, no, "No, I don't want to look it down not. there." They, nope, they nope, asked nope, me nope. that too with Lucas. They were like, "Would you like a mirror?" And I was like, "For what? I don't need to see that." To look at it myself made me in the terrified. face. And they go, "No, so you can look at the pushing to see." I'm like, "Absolutely not! I don't no. want to." See. And that's fine if you do. Yeah, but good for I you. That's very brave. Honestly, would be scared to death to see my vagina like that. So I'm like, "No, yeah. no, mm, no." I like to remember it as it once was. <laughs> I would start getting like flashbacks. No, yeah. no, it would like traumatize me. So I'm like, "No." Um. So Robert comes in. He's like, oh, this is really happening. And so I'm pushing. I pushed Lucas out in like 15 minutes. It That's was awesome. like fast. And um, and I think like, uh, so Robert really cried that second time because he looked down there, you guys. Yeah. It's a different experience for the man when they look down there. He did the cardinal sin for me. I told him, I said, do not oh, really? look down there See, I didn't care. when I'm giving birth. And he said... I'm going to look. And I'm like, no. And he's like, yes. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, you know, pushing. So it didn't really matter, like, at that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, and he cries because he's like, you don't even understand how beautiful it was. It was so beautiful. That's what Spencer says, too. It's and so I'm like, sweet. I don't It's know. really sweet, but at the same time, I'm yeah. like, was it? Was it really? <laughs> Anyways, so I give birth to Lucas, and everything was fine. And uh, I did have a little bit of after labor drama. Oh. And it's kind of like a TMI. But that's okay. You did a TMI. So I'll do a little bit of a TMI. <laughs> I, um, I feel like my whole life is a TMI. <laughs> I'm way too open with everything in my life. So I... Um, so I go to the bathroom. And I was like kind of scared to like walk around a lot, mm-hmm. you know? So I go to the bathroom. And I had already gone pee before. Like this because you have to go pee before you leave the room to go to your actual room like your recovery room room. your Mm -hmm. postpartum room or whatever so this was like the second or third time i'm going to the bathroom like pee and i go and i get up and i feel the heaviest like um blood clot like (gasps) coming out and i'm like 
oh, that's so weird. And I look down. I'm not joking, you guys, when I say it was really big. It was like, like a golf ball. A golf ball's not. It was like this big. A little oh. bit bigger than a golf ball. Like a baseball. Like a baseball. That's better. Than a baseball size clot came wow. out. And hey. I was like, oh my God, I'm so scared. What if this is my, this is Did where my brain goes, placenta? guys. Yes. This oh, is where no, my brain you deliver goes. it right after. No, I know you deliver it after, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I thought that some was trapped in oh. there and then it was coming out. Oh. And so I was like, oh my God, it's some of my placenta. Like I am like going there, guys. I am like, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm on the verge. No. Like, I am, like, there, you know? And they come in, and they're, like... And I remember showing it to the nurse, and this was full on her face. She was just, like, oh, okay, I'll talk to the doctor. Like that. Like it was no big deal. Like it was no big deal. Like she was just seeing, totally like... normal. Yeah. Like she was, like, oh, I've seen bigger than that. Like, literally like that. Like, <laughs> she probably had. That's probably, probably why. has. But at the same time, I'm, like, this isn't a big deal. I know. This is, like, freaking huge. Yeah. Like, and she was, like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. And the doctor comes in and he's like, yeah, you need to walk around more or else it will get that big because yeah. your clots will get big yeah. like that. And I, he's like, so you need to start walking around more. He's like, but it's okay. I saw it and it was okay. I was like, mm-hmm. that was weird. Anyways. So, um, yes, that's the end of my labor and delivery with Lucas. Oh, Lucas. He's so cute and sweet. He brought me a flower the other day when we had a play date. It was is, so cute. He is a sweetie, but mm, dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> and his birth wasn't even that dramatic so i don't know why he's, he's making dramatic. up for it now probably uh-huh. for you so my sweet baby sloan and this just happened so this, this just is happened like so this is fresh. a covid19 birth um yeah situation so when covid19 began in it became more serious i think it was like in march when yeah. it became a big march. deal it was uh, right after jackson's first birthday mm-hmm. and i was 30 weeks March, April, May. yeah, like 30 weeks pregnant, 30, 31 weeks, I think, because I went full, exactly full term with her. I don't know, whatever, I can't do math. I was in my third trimester, that's what's important to note. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, you had to wear a mask to go to your OBGYN, and each doctor had their own rules. I was very lucky that our town of Santa Clarita didn't have like a mass outbreak of COVID. So Spencer was able to come with me to appointments, which was really nice. And my doctor like assured me about um, precautions to take and was really great about, you know, making me feel calm and not stressed about it because I didn't want to stress myself out because if I stress myself out, it's going to put stress on the baby. So if you're currently pregnant and listening to this during this kind of scary time in the world, Try not to stress yourself out. And I know that's kind of hard to hear because it's hard not to stress out about something that's scary, but you just want to make sure you keep your body happy and healthy as much as possible. Yeah, that's I what can my only doctor imagine what people me. are going through that yeah. this is their first time. If this like was my you, first, this, is your this second would be time. My, it was my second time. But if yeah. it was my first time, like my sister-in-law, she's pregnant. It's her first time yeah. and my heart breaks for her because yeah. all those exciting things, her husband has not been able to see the baby oh, on so an upsetting. ultrasound at all because yeah. her because office allow it. won't yeah. allow a person to go it in. Is. Yeah, it's upsetting. So I feel really sad for her. Yeah, it is. It's very upsetting. So I feel for all you moms out there who are <clears throat> um, going through things like that because yeah. it would be really difficult. I yeah, totally get definitely. it. Anyways, um, 
I wasn't progressing very much and this pregnancy was a lot harder for me, not because like I had any complications. I didn't. I'm healthy and it was fine, but just like I was just really over it and I didn't want to be pregnant anymore and being pregnant with a two-year-old is exhausting Mm -hmm. and Megan can agree with me. Like it's so much, you put out so much more energy because like you want your child to still feel loved and especially even though you're pregnant, you you want to lay there. No, I wish like. When it's I was pregnant like with Clayton, it was so easy. You oh, could just, yeah. I want to take a nap. Great. Take a nap. I want to eat. Great. Eat. I want to go yeah, like buy was... pizza or like go shopping. Cool. Do whatever you want. Yeah, but like totally. when you have a child already and you're pregnant, you don't get to do those things whenever you just and want to. And you were under quarantine during those yes, last Yes. And you weeks, can't leave. So then she couldn't leave or anything. Oh yeah. And Clayton yeah. had just started school and I was so excited uh, about yeah, that because I was going to have a week. two days a week to myself for three hours so six hours total to myself a week. And I was like, this is going to be so to nice. To take a nap, to, yes. go, to go get and our then nails done. And coronavirus decided to ruin my plan. <laughs> so devastating. And I don't it mean to be insensitive. I'm not no, trying no, to be insensitive. It is devastating. But though, it was yeah, like, oh. Sure. And Clayton was loving school and it was exciting to see him yeah. like grow and love all that stuff. Anyways, yeah. back to birth, back to birth. Okay. So I go to my one of my last appointments and she was really funny. Megan came over one day and she's like, we're going to get this baby out of you. And like made me do all these exercises across our backyard. And I was like, if this doesn't work, I'm so exhausted. I was exhausted. I was tired of bouncing on the dumb ball, walking so much, doing Megan's exercises. She's like, I'm going to try acupressure on you and put you into labor. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't even care. We did it. That didn't put me into labor. Not Sarah and I. Oh, no, no. We didn't. My husband and I did it, and it didn't put me into labor. Because so, you had mentioned me, and yeah, then you said Yeah, that's true. That was, yeah. Anywho. We so I go to the doctor, and he's like, okay, Sarah, you are 39 weeks. When do you want to have the baby? And I was like, today. I am so done being pregnant, doctor. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I don't want to be pregnant anymore. I'm so tired. Like, I'm in pain. My back was hurting. She was sitting, like, on my bladder so much that it was, like, uncomfortable. He's like, okay, well, we can induce you. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah. Like, so, like, casual. Like, it's, like, totally cool. Yeah, like, sure. You want to get it? You want to have the baby on Thursday? I was at the doctor on Tuesday. You want to have the baby on Thursday? You want to say, come in around like seven o'clock to the hospital? Like I was making like a breakfast (laughs) reservation. I'm like, okay. He goes, okay, great. My office will schedule it. We'll see you on Thursday. And like he leaves the room and I'm like, wait, wait, like, what do I do? Like, I've never done this. Like, I've never been induced. Like, what do I do? She goes, just show up at the hospital and tell him you're going to get, you're there to be induced. I'm like, oh, okay. So then I leave and I get in the car and I, uh, I can't remember if I called Megan first or if I called my husband, but I called one of them. It was me. It was Megan. I did call <laughs> Megan first. And she was like, how was your appointment? Like, how far along are you? I was like, ugh, one centimeter. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry, girl. And I said, but I'm getting induced on Thursday. She goes, oh, wow. Like, that's exciting. Like, is this what you want? Have you talked to Spencer about it? Ask me the questions that I should have asked myself, but I didn't. Because I was just like, had my mind made up. I'm not going to be pregnant anymore. And I was like, no. And she goes, <laughs> why don't you call Spencer? And I was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> so I call Spencer and I'm like, he's like, how was your appointment, honey? Like, and I said, oh, it was good. Everything's fine. I'm still only one centimeter. We're getting induced on Thursday. And he goes, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're getting induced on Thursday. He goes, why don't we talk about it? And like, yeah. then decide. So I come home 
and we talk about it and then we both come to the conclusion that like I should just at least try and get to 40 weeks because mm-hmm. I wasn't full full term yeah, yet. Yeah, totally. So then I call the doctor's office and I say, I'm so sorry. Um, can I cancel my induction? I want to see if I can make it to 40 weeks first. They're like, sure, no problem. And they're like, let's schedule your next appointment in case you don't make it. I said, okay, great. So they schedule my next appointment. I keep doing all the little exercises and everything. <laughs> Nothing changes. I go to the doctor with Spencer and they at this appointment they put me in this room and they put the monitor the fetal monitor yes, on me and I have to sit there for like 20 minutes stress, just stress. to make yeah. sure like everything's mm-hmm. fine which yeah. is totally normal so we watch like Netflix and everything and he comes in he goes well Sarah everything looks normal and great do you want to get induced now and he, <laughs> and Spencer and I ask questions and he gives us all this information and him and I both decide like yes that's what's best for us like mm-hmm. let's schedule it so we schedule it for her actual due date, which was May 7th on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So we go to the hospital. So when we show up to the hospital, first of all, I'm thankful he was allowed to come with me because I know that some hospitals weren't allowing um, a significant other or a person to be there with a mother while they're in labor. So I was super thankful for that. We get there. Um, we have to wear our masks. <clears throat> they check our temperature and they send us straight up to the labor and delivery ward at our hospital. They had a whole separate building for anybody who had COVID. So if I had showed up and had a temperature, they would have had me tested for COVID. And then mm-hmm. I would have gone to the COVID labor and delivery unit. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't. And I didn't have COVID. Yeah. So we go up. They check us in. And like... Uh, I had to fill out some more paperwork and Spencer goes with the nurse and I, and I, they take me back to where the nurse is to where Spencer is. And he like, literally, it's like we're at a hotel because he's looking at all of the labor rooms and he's like, okay, Sarah, he's like, so this one has a really great view and a good window. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm serious. And then this one down the hall is a bigger room and the nurse is like showing him all the rooms. I was like, I don't care like what room. He goes, I want you to have the best room. I was like, I love you so, so much. Sweet. So sweet. <laughs> And so he, we picked the bigger room, which was really nice. And it had a view because they have like a garden on top of the hospital. So we could see the garden, oh, which was just so, so nice. You'll be definitely looking at that garden. I wasn't. <laughs> While you're was, in labor. But it was nice. It was super sweet. And it was really nice. Yeah. And a big tip of advice is like make friends with all the nurses there. Because like how good you are to the nurses, I feel like is how good they're going to yeah. be back to you. At least yeah. that's how I feel in my own experience. Some people are really sweet and they bring them treats. I didn't do that. I know we did it's very sad after well we what we did was we talked to our main nurse and figured out what they liked and Spencer went down to the cafeteria and bought them a bunch of the stuff they liked and like gave it to them because we weren't allowed to bring any outside food or drinks into the hospital oh yeah yeah we were stuck to cafeteria food oh that's so upsetting I know so loved my nurse she was the best thing cream was camera or something and she was like amazing i absolutely Mm -hmm. loved her we loved all the same tv shows and movies and she was she was older so she was like my mom's age but like so awesome and so fun and like i don't know we just got along really well and uh they start me on pitocin they're like okay we're gonna check you we're gonna get you on the ball we're gonna get you bouncing you're on your pitocin get it going cool great Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. It's like 10 o'clock. They come and check me. Oh, you're now three centimeters. Yay. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. They're like, okay, uh, your doctor's here to do a delivery in the other room. Like, we want him to come in and break your water so we can get your labor moving. And this Mm -hmm. is like around like 
12, 1230. I'm like, okay, cool. So they set everything up for him to break my water. And like an hour goes by, another hour goes by. So it's like two o'clock. He hasn't come yet. So my nurse comes in. She goes, I'm so sorry. Like his last delivery was a complicated one. Um, and he had to go back to the office to see patients. So he's not going to be able to break your water. So we're just going to have you keep bouncing on the ball and we're upping your Pitocin. We've been like cleared by him to up it to so many levels or however the terminology is. I'm like, okay, no problem. We're watching TV, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And then it's like 3.30 and she comes in, she checks me and she goes, you're just really not far along enough. And I want you to have the, I want to be here when you have this baby. Like I want to be part of it. I love you and your husband. Like I want to be the nurse here for, I was like, Oh, that's so nice. She goes, we're going to put you in the peanut. I was like, what's the peanut. (laughs) It's literally like this thing shaped like a peanut that you lay on in bed that like they put between your legs. Yeah. I have. So, Oh, I did. Mm -hmm. So I'm laying, I'm laying on the peanut. I'm watching a movie on Mm -hmm. my iPad and I'm laying there Oh, and I have my mask on the whole time. You have to have your mask on the whole time anytime anyone comes in your room. I forgot about that. So I'm bouncing with a mask on, <laughs> laboring with a mask on. So hard. Which is actually really hard. It makes it, I think, harder. Yeah, for sure. hot air and no breathe. fresh air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm laying on the peanut. It's like <clears throat> four o'clock and I'm laying there and then it's like 4.15, 4.20 and I feel this... Literally, that's like what it sounded like, a big pop. And I felt this huge pop inside my body. And I was like, oh, that was really weird. And so I was just like, what was it? I said, like a pop, like a huge pop. I said, I've never felt anything like that. It was so weird. You need to go get a nurse right now. Like, I've never felt that. I really think my water just broke. He's like, well, is it wet? I was like, I don't know. Please go get a nurse. Like, I think that my water broke. So he like runs. He's okay. He puts on his mask and like he goes and runs out of the room. And like mm-hmm. my nurse and the girl that was shadowing her for the day like comes in. She's like, what's going on? I was like, I felt this huge pop. Like, I'm pretty sure my water just broke. And she goes, okay, well, like, let's check you. So they, like, take the peanut out between my legs. And she checks me and she goes, uh, you're still the same. And there's, it's not wet. I said, are you sure? Like, I really felt it. She goes, well, let's get you back on the ball and get you bouncing some more. So I, like, swing my legs over and they're dangling off the bed. And I go to get up and, like, whoosh. <laughs> yeah. All of this stuff comes out of me. Oh, and I was gosh. like, this is my water breaking. I never experienced that with Clayton because they broke it mm-hmm. for, on accident and I had the yeah. epidural so I didn't feel it. And yeah. I literally felt like I was in a movie because it was like so much fluid. I was like, oh my gosh. She's like, okay, we're going to get you on the ball. We're going to get you going more. And I was like, okay. And I get on the ball and immediately like that, I was in so much pain. My contractions were nothing like I had ever felt with Clayton. Super, Mm -hmm. super, super strong. And I like screamed for Spencer and he's like in front of me and I'm holding onto his shoulders and I'm like, I'm moaning so loud that after like my nurses left, other nurses who weren't even my nurses come running in yelling, she's pushing, she's pushing because I felt like I was pushing. That's how much pressure it was. Yeah. And I said, get me the epidural. I need the epidural. They had kept asking me beforehand, like, do you need the epidural yet? And I was like, no, this is not bad. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I needed it so bad. More than I ever did with Clayton. I was like, this is worse than Clayton. This is worse than when I had Clayton. And they're like, okay, we're calling the anesthesiologist. She's coming. She's coming. I'm bouncing. I'm bouncing. And they're like, Sarah, keep bouncing. It's going to help your pain. It's going to make it easier for you to get through it. And I was like, okay. And I'm like 
I can't even do the moans and the screams and the microphone because it'll be way too loud. But like, <laughs> it was very bad. Yeah. And so then the anesthesiologist comes in. Flashback to anesthesiology with Clayton. The doctor was attractive. So nice. Such a nice guy. This woman comes in and she is like, not nice. <laughs> you can just like feel her energy in the room and it brought it all down. And she oh, just gosh. was like really bossy. And I feel like when they're going to stick a huge needle in your spine, like you want someone who's going to make you feel calm and like comforted. Yeah. No. I'm about to stick a big needle in your spine, so you need to stop shaking. So when I was in labor, I get the shakes because your adrenaline is like (laughs) really nuts. And when they're doing your epidural, they tell you like you can't move. Yeah. And they have to do it during a contraction for some reason. I don't really know why. And so, and she made, that's what they told me, but I don't know if that's that's true. That's not what happened with me, but okay. Well, she made Spencer go sit in the corner. She's like, sir, you need to go in the, go sit over there. So Spencer goes and sits down. She goes, no, sir, not there, over there. Like, literally, that's her tone. Like, so not nice. Bossy. A bossy lady. (laughs) So, so then. Oh, sorry. It's okay. So. My nurse comes in front of me and I was like, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I was like squeezing so hard onto the tops of her arms. She's like, it's okay. You can, I said, I'm so sorry. I'm hurting you. She goes, it's fine. Squeeze me as hard as you want. She goes, look at me, Sarah. You can do this. She was like the best pep talker next to Spencer because Spencer did the whole thing again, like taking me back on trips we went on, which is so helpful. (laughs) And she was such a good pep talker and like the lady did the epidural and everything. And I was, I was like, like moaning still and so much pain, so Mm -hmm. much pain, screaming, screaming. And they're like, okay, we want you to lay down because it'll help the epidural like work up your body quicker. And I'm screaming and Spencer's so sweet. He's like rubbing my head and like my arm and they're putting like cold cloths on me. And he's like, honey, you know you're going to get the epidural is coming. It's like, it's going to move all the way up your body right now. You're going to start feeling it. And I was like, I don't feel anything. <laughs> Screaming. And my nurse is like, okay, sir, I'm going to check you. And she goes, oh my goodness, you're at a nine. You're at a nine. Okay. And I was like, I don't feel anything. I was like, wait, my feet feel tingly. And I was like, I feel like I'm pushing. I feel like I'm pushing. And she checks me again and she's like, okay. She goes, listen. And I was like, is it going to work? Am I going to feel it? She goes, look at me. Look at me right now in the eyes. I was like, okay. She goes, I'm going to be honest with you. You're not going to feel this epidural. You're going to push this baby out right now. I'm going to get sterile right now. Doctor, your doctor's on his way. We've called him. He's coming, but I'm ready. And she's got like her hands up with like the sterile gloves and she's like not touching me. And she's got like the mask on, the plastic thing and all that. And she goes, and everybody starts coming in the room. Like the lady who takes the baby after Mm -hmm, all the people are standing mm -hmm. there waiting, like staring at me. And I have like a mask on being like, (laughs) I can't breathe. Because like I have the COVID mask on and everything. And she's all ready to go. And I'm like pushing. And she's like, you're having this baby. Your epidural's not going to work. They like stopped my epidural. And I was, let me tell you people, I am 100% an advocate for an epidural because I don't want to feel nothing. I don't want to feel anything. And if I've ever had a birth plan in my life for any of my children, it was to have an epidural. And uh, nothing went to plan. So if you have a birth plan, that's so awesome. And I really hope for you that it works. But like go into it knowing that sometimes not everything's going to go the way you want it to. And that's totally fine. As long as your baby comes out healthy and happy, that's all that matters. That's the plan. Baby comes out happy, healthy. Yeah. 
Plus have the epidural. Just kidding. Yeah. So, so then like I am pushing and my doctor comes in and he's like, hi, Sarah, like so calm. And I look at him. He's like, you can do this. And all of a sudden, I'm not kidding you. He made me feel so calm and it, I could still feel all the pain and it's like the most pressure you've ever felt in your life. And then there's that ring of fire feeling yeah. where your vagina feels like it's on fire. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, one, two, three, push. And I'm like pushing and screaming and pushing. And then like, he's like, okay, one more, one more. And he goes, look down, Sarah, look down. And I looked down and like, I could see her head like out of my vagina. Oh, and he's like, okay, you're going to help me. Let's do this. And I was like, okay. And like, I push and he goes, here's her arms and her shoulders, pull her out. And he let me pull her out of me. And I feel like I'm going to cry because that was like the most amazing feeling of my life is Mm -hmm. pulling my own baby out of me and then putting her on my chest was like the most life-changing feeling I've ever had in my life. It was so amazing. And that's why I feel like I wish I could go back and do Clayton all over again and do him naturally to be able to do that was so amazing Mm -hmm. it was really cool and then you have to push out your afterbirth which is like a really weird feeling but it just feels like your vagina farts and like (laughs) i'm serious it's like your vagina goes and then like your afterbirth comes out but it was so amazing it was amazing so then they like sew me up or whatever and i'm fine and it was really cool and i went to the bathroom fine after and didn't pass out this time and yeah COVID delivery was not bad at all. And they let her take off her mask for a little bit. Yeah, I did take off my mask for a little bit because I couldn't breathe. It was too difficult. And all the people in the room were okay with it. Plus, technically, you're kind of like six feet apart already. Yeah. Um, And then we went down to postpartum and we only stayed in the hospital for 24 hours. We were not allowed any visitors, no outside food or drink. Like when we had Clayton, we got all of the nurses on labor and delivery and postpartum nothing but cakes. Oh, that's like sweet. little cupcake mm-hmm. ones for everyone, and we weren't allowed to do any of that kind of stuff, which I felt really bad for because we loved all of our nurses. Mm-hmm. It was nice to be discharged after 24 hours and to come home. Like that was really nice. Yeah, and the recovery was way easier. Not for me, at least, not having an epidural. Plus, with Clayton, I had a third degree tear, and with her, I think I had like a one degree. Yeah, which was like so different and so much easier. And pooping after was a lot easier too. Not that you all need to know, but it was not as scary. Maybe because I had already done it before, but... Yeah. Yeah. It was good. That's a good one. I love her. She's so cute. And she is about to be two months old on the 7th of Mm. July. She's super cute. So sweet. And she's going to marry Megan's youngest boy, Lucas. Jackson. Oh, Jackson. Sorry, Jackson. She doesn't even know what my children's names are. (laughs) No, I do. It's, what time is it? It's almost 10 p.m. And I know. I'm a new mom to two babies. I'm tired. Yeah, I get it. I'm going to make Jackson a quick one. Because Jackson's was a little dramatic, but it wasn't that bad. Um, Jackson. I went into labor with Jackson at... 39 weeks, three days, I think, Mm -hmm. or something. Oh, Hmm. I forgot to mention one thing. When they say your second comes quicker, it's totally true because Uh once my water broke, I had her within 30 minutes. Okay, the end. The end. Moving on. Just so that you know, if you're on your second baby, 
like be ready to go because it yeah. happens quick. Sorry. Okay. So I since I already had Lucas a VBAC, of course I was doing VBAC again. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so this would be my second time. So this would be like, it's like my second baby. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I go into labor and, um, what happened? Okay. So I go into labor. I'm laboring all day at home. I walk with Karen, my friend, uh, mm-hmm. who lives on my street and she loves walking with me when I'm in labor because she like um, she's a nurse and she loves feeling your stomach when you're in labor. She's like, oh my god, it's so tight, it's so cool. I'm like, I'm, she, it's just so funny. She just loves it. And so I go on a walk with her, and she's like, you bounce on that ball. And I'm like, okay. So I bounce, 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 bounce. And I like labored all day, like all day, and and it was like six o'clock at night and I was like Robert we have to go to the we have to go to the hospital like I'm for sure having this baby like every time I had a contraction Mm -hmm. like I peed a little oh yeah I forgot about that yeah (laughs) um so and Sue was like I Sue's my mother-in-law Sue was like I think it might be your water yeah and I was like I don't know so I like so you know we went to the hospital and I remember it was so painful on my way to the hospital because I had such gnarly contractions. It was like way worse than Lucas's contractions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and every time like Robert would like go over a bump or something, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm oh, dying. Yeah, the bumps. You know, like it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And so we get to the hospital and they're like, yeah, you're four centimeters, four and a half centimeters dilated, 90% of face, you're having the baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. And so um, they go and they take me into a room and I say, and I had watched and I encourage everybody to watch. No, I didn't watch it. Yes. I don't like watching I encourage it. I encourage it. Everyone to watch um, The Business of Being Born. Okay. It's a documentary. And I encourage you if you're pregnant, um, even if it's your second or third time, around I encourage you to watch it because it is really eye-opening mm-hmm. it is a it was a game changer for me so when I watched it I was like oh my god that's what happened with Bennett like that's why I ended up having an emergency c-section so anyways so I um I do encourage that um documentary so I watched that documentary so I was like no I'm not gonna have any medical intervention like no like if I need an epidural of course I'm not gonna say Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna get an epidural but I was like I'm gonna wait as long as I can and I'm also just not gonna get any Pitocin or anything and I was like so I'm in the I'm in there and I'm having my contractions and I'm just like and they're painful okay Mm -hmm. and um then I'm sitting and I, and I wanted to have a birth photographer. So I said, don't text the girl who's taking the pictures yet, Robert. And he's like, okay. And I said, text her when I'm like further along. Cause I didn't want her there all night long. Yeah. Cause I, cause with, with Lucas, I did 20 hours. So I didn't know how long it was going to take with Jackson. And so I'm sitting there and we were only there for an hour, an hour. And we're sitting there and I'm, I all of a sudden like have this contraction mm-hmm. and then I, and then I feel this and I'm like, oh my God, my water just broke. And Robert and my husband's like, what? And I said, yeah, 
call the nurse. My water just broke. And he's like, okay. And so he calls the nurse. She comes in. She's like, oh, yeah, your water broke. <laughs> oh, yes. She's okay. like, no, when you see <laughs> she's like, when you stand up, she's like, do you have to go to the bathroom? And I said, yeah, I have to pee. And she's like, okay. So she stood me up. She's like, you will be trickling water when you stand up. And I said, okay. So I stand up. And I go to the bathroom and then I come out and it was just like the weirdest feeling. Like, because mm-hmm. I, like you, have never got, I've never broke my water naturally. Yeah. So I was it's like, so this weird. is so weird, you know? And so I'm like laying in bed and I'm like, and she's like, now just to let you know, since your water broke, your contractions are going to get a lot uh-huh. more intense. Do oh, you want yeah. to order the epidural? And I said, yeah. I was, like, nervous. She made me really nervous by saying well, that. Well, plus, like, you get nervous if it's a busy day in labor and delivery. Yeah. And you could wait yeah. a long time. And she's like, you might wait a little while. And I said, okay, that's fine. And she's like, I'll order it now because it might take an hour. Ugh. And I was like, okay. So she's ordering it. And dang, man, was she right? Because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, these are so painful. I was, like, making these sounds that, like, is like inhumanely like not, possible. Yeah, like it's like not normal. It's like totally. a cow was oh, giving girl, birth. I know. I was like, uh, like I couldn't even. <laughs> I couldn't even. You can't control. control it. You literally lose control of your body. Yes. yes. And the things that come out of your mouth. And like, and with Jackson, like, um, the reason why I opted for an epidural was because I was hardly having any break in between. It was like contraction and then it was like two second break contraction yeah. two second break mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was like boom 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 and i was like oh my god and i like i remember saying to the nurse like oh my god i'm having another one <laughs> and she was while like, you're having one another one's cut co- yeah another one's coming oh my god and like and and i was like and so i was like when's the epidural coming and robert was so nice he was like megan it's okay. This the epidural's on its way. It's on its way. You don't have to worry. He's like, he's like, this is your last contraction. Like he said that fifteen times. I yeah. was like, and you're like, you okay, you're right. It is. I'm like, you keep saying that. They're not here yet. I was like so upset. And he's like, he's like, it's okay. It's coming. And I'm like, oh my god. And so finally, the guy comes in, and I go. I'm sorry, I can't answer any of your questions. Oh, they yeah, they ask, ask you a million <laughs> questions. Yeah. And you're screaming. It's like, yeah. can't we pre-fill so, something out? Like, so we don't have to do this? My God. I think so, because I was like, no. I forgot about I was that. Like, I was like, you have to ask my husband. I said, I cannot answer your questions. And so he just asked my husband all the questions, because I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh my God, this chick's crazy. And so I, um, so I go and, um, he's, he, Bennett, Robert has to leave the room when I am getting my epidural because that is their, uh, policy at Kaiser. And so, um, he leaves the room and I like am waiting for, he's like, just let me know when you're done with your contraction. That's why I thought it was funny that she told you that you have to have a contractions because he kept telling me like, let me know when you're done with your contraction. That way I can stick the needle in. And I said, okay. Oh, maybe okay. it was the opposite and I yeah. just don't remember. And so I was I like, don't know. And Sorry. So, <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm having another one. And she's like, Megan, you can do this. Breathe. I was like, I cannot do this. Oh, see the nurses? Yeah. It's like they're therapists as yeah. well. She goes, you can do this. Just breathe. I was like, uh-uh, I cannot do this. You are wrong. You are wrong, girl. I cannot do this. And so um, it was just like, 
It was horrible. And so I get my, I get my epidural and then it starts to kick in. Thank you, Jesus. Lucky. I know. By the way, I still had to pay for my epidural. That never worked. I got the bill. I was so upset. That's horrible. (laughs) This should give you a refund. Or a discount. I know. Anyways, go ahead. (sighs) Anyways. Um, so I go and, um, my epidural finally comes in. I have my mom and, uh, the girl who's taking the pictures come and, um, then it happens again. The baby's heart rate starts to drop. So Mm. then they start going, you have to turn on your side. So I turn on my side and then you have to turn on your other side. So I turn on my other side and then they're like, um, they're like, okay, okay, the baby's probably just a little stressed out and stuff like that. And so they give him a little bit of water to kind of cushion it. So they're like have a stream in there, mm-hmm. you know? And that was a little bit before my epidural, actually, that they put that stream in there and they put that little... um, They put a fetal monitor on his yes. head. Yeah, they did that to clean, too. I yeah, forgot about that. and they did that before I got the epidural. So like I oh, felt all of that. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did that after I had the epidural. They no, did. they so did that, that all before the epidural. Ah. So I felt all of that. It was not comfortable. And it was, like, fast because they were, like, they were, like, mm-hmm. really concerned about him. <clears throat> so then um, they're, like, okay, let's check you because they were getting really concerned. His heart rate kept dropping. Yeah. And so they were concerned. And they were, like, let's check you. And they check me and they're, like, you're at a nine. So we're going to just have you push and see if you can make it to a ten when you're pushing. And I'm, like, okay. Oh, with and your so, epidural. You're with my ep- okay. Yeah. Have, have my epidural. Lucky. And so. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, so I'm pushing and, um, and they're like, okay, Megan, you got to push harder. I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. And they're like, okay. Um, they're like, the baby's not coming out. I need you to turn to your side and see if you could push that way. So I have like at Kaiser, if you have a like natural delivery, like Mm -hmm. you mean vaginally, not like natural, natural, but you get a midwife, not a doctor. Mm -hmm. But because I'm a VBAC, I got a midwife and I got a doctor. So I had two of them. I know it's like all special. So the midwife was there and she was the one coming up with alternative plans. She Mm -hmm. was like, no, let's turn you on your side and see if you can push on that side. So I'm turning on my side, pushing on that side. They're giving me oxygen and they're like, Megan, you have to push this baby out. The heart rate is dropping too low. If you don't do, if you don't push this baby out, you're going to have to get an epidural. I mean, you're going to have to get a C-section. And I start crying because I'm like, no way. I'm pushing right now. Like, I'm like, I'm not getting a C-section. I was like so upset. And I start crying. And my mom's like, don't you do that, Megan. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can totally imagine your mom yeah. doing that. She's like, don't you do that. Don't let them say that to you. You push this baby, Megan. You can do it. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, mom. She's like, you don't let that discourage you. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so I'm pushing, I'm pushing. Mm-hmm. And then um, my husband goes, I mean, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what I'm looking at here because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> He goes, but like the head is right there. He's like, so, um, like, I feel like she's going to be okay. I feel like she won't need a C-section. He's like, but then again, I'm not a doctor. Uh And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to try to get him out and stuff. And so they're like, Megan, we're going to do, we want to do the vacuum. And I'm like, okay, what's that? And they're like, this this little pump. And you put it on the baby's head and we suck it out and it pops the baby out. Mm -hmm. And it helps the baby like bring the pressure down to get the baby out. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, honestly, I said, is there any like 
risks or anything. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, there's a little bit of risk. And they told me what the risks are. They weren't that bad. So I was just like, just do it. I do not want to see a section. Yeah. And so they were like, okay. So she gets the vacuum out and she's like, give it a big push. And I was like, and at this point I was pushing for an hour. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh my and God. So- was Clayton Anselm, <clears throat> I pushed for like... Yeah. Not that long. And I'll like tell you why. Minutes. Well, I 20 took... minutes for Clayton and for Sloan, like pff, six minutes, maybe yeah. six or seven. Yeah, like, and I'll tell you why I had to push for an hour. So they go and they're like, and they take the, they take the um, vacuum and they put it on the head and it's like a pump. Mm-hmm. So they pump, 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 pump. And then they get, they had me give a push and it literally, he came right out. The head just went and came out and they're like, okay, his head's out. They were like so excited. Did and Jackson then, have a big head? No. Oh. It wasn't very big. Because he's a big boy, so I understand. Yeah, no, it was very, it was normal. And so then, and they had, like, everybody in the room. They even had NICU in the room because his heart rate was dropping so bad. Just precautionary. I mean, at one point, I had, like, probably 15 people in that room. Oh, my gosh. Not including my family. Like, hospital people. Just hospital people. Jeez. I know. And so, I go and I push and... He, like, flies out, basically, with that vacuum. And I'm like, thank God. And I, like, cried because I was like, oh, God, thank you, so Jesus, exhausted. I did it. I was like, I was pushing so hard. I was shaking. Yeah. Because I was pushing so worst. hard. And um, she's like, the reason why you had to push so long and the it was so hard was because he was sunny side up. So he was facing, his head was, like, his head was facing towards my stomach not away from so when your baby comes out the head is like facing your butt so it's looking at your butt their eyes are looking at your booty yes and but his His eyes were were looking at my vagina (laughs) he wanted to see you right away he knew his mom was gonna be beautiful so that made it hard so he was sunny side up and then his chin wasn't down on his chest Mm. it was up Oh. And so it made oh, it Jackson. extremely hard for me to push him out. So she was like, she was like, um, that was the easiest vacuum delivery we've ever had. Like wow. she's like, I, ever I, I've never seen a vacuum delivery go so well. And I was like, oh, thank God. And so uh-huh. it was just, and there was like a little bit of like, uh, like redness on his head. Mm-hmm. Like it literally looked like a section of his head was like popped up a little bit. <laughs> Like a like Martian, he had cupping. Like, like they a, cupped, yeah, his like head. He cupped, like they cupped his head, and um, it, but funny. it went, but it was like it, it was worth it, and it was done, and I had all those pictures, and it was like, oh, your labor pictures are so beautiful. Yeah, it was I like wish you I could was able feel to the emotion that. through yeah. the pictures. It's like really, yeah. I loved it. So, um, but that was it, and I didn't have any like complications afterwards, and it was just it went great afterwards. That's good. Yeah. So. so there you have it, people. That's all of our children. Wow. If I have any more children, it's going to be like a five-hour podcast. Oh, no, no. I don't have <laughs> the energy for a five-hour podcast. <laughs> but hopefully this is helpful to some of you moms out there or thinking about being moms or whoever decides to listen to yes. us to just chat and hang out and be goofballs. Um, we hope we didn't scare you too much. Yeah. But I think it's good to hear, like, real stories from people who aren't scared to, like, 
give you the full honest truth. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for you. Yeah. And Megan never sugarcoated anything for me when I was pregnant with Clayton. Whenever I asked her questions, like, I knew she was my friend I could go to who would be like, no, let me tell you how it's really going to go. <laughs> um, but there's a really good book if you ever want to read it. And it's called um, The Shit People Don't Tell You When You're Pregnant or oh, something. okay. Yeah. And I gave it to my sister-in-law <clears throat> to read because I think it's, like, a really funny, light read about, yeah, like... Stuff that literally people are scared to talk about when you're pregnant that's going to happen to you that's gross, like pooping and like blood clots and Mm -hmm. discharge and things like that. So it's a really funny book. If you want to pick it up, um, I can put it in the notes when we post the podcast and I'll put what it is because I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. It's really good. Yeah. Anywho. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun going down memory lane. Yay. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll be back again with another episode, and we hope you guys have a good day, night, morning, whenever you're deciding to tune in, and we'll see you soon. Oh, bye-bye. Bye.